Hey guys, this is She with Alchemy, and today we are doing questions no one asks us. So with this, we usually just get questions off the internet and give our opinion on it. So, Rest, you have the first question? Yeah, so the first one I have is a little bit long, so bear with me a little bit. This is a Am I the Asshole question. So the title is, Am I the Asshole for Going Home After I Got Told to Sleep on the Floor? So I'll preface this by saying that my husband, 33, he has a friend, Carl, who's also 33, who he considers to be one of his closest friends. My husband sometimes calls Carl his nicotine because of how much he misses him and wants to spend time with him. They do everything together. They're even co-workers working the same job. Unfortunately, Carlo's wife passed away from cancer three months ago, which caused him to distance himself. My husband felt devastated for him. He recently started spending more time with him, bought him meals and new clothes. We planned a three-day vacation to another state. I made a hotel reservation for two. Unbeknownst to me, my husband had invited Carl to come with us. This made me upset because it spoiled the entire vacation not trying to be dramatic. I only found out when he went to pick him up. I slipped it up after my husband explained that Carl's a recent widower who's been waddling in grief for so long and needed this vacation. The problem is money is tight and since Carl hasn't worked ever since his wife passed, he couldn't pay for his own room and we didn't budget for it. My husband said that we should just share one room and again, I sucked it up since we'd be out on all day on the beach anyway. First night, I was in bed with my husband and Carl got back. I got woken up by my husband telling me to get out of bed and sleep on the mattress he put on the floor and he and Carl will take the bed. I asked if he was serious and he asked, what else is he supposed to do? He said, Carl was a guest. We can't let him sleep on the floor. And at the same time, I can't share a bed with Carl while he, my husband, sleeps on the floor. I told him I did not sign up for this, but he told me to suck it up and try to pull cars a literal card. I told Carl to get out and then got dressed to go home. My husband started yelling at me, calling me irrational, but I wasn't having it. I left the hotel and traveled back home. Carl didn't say anything when he saw me leave, except that I was making this non-issue an issue. They got back and my husband refused to even talk about it, but still said I ruined this for Carl and us and acted abhorrently and disgustingly. I admit Carl is struggling and I might have ruined this for him, but I didn't even know he was coming. Um, so my first reaction is you got bigger issues than the bed of being on the floor, baby. You got bigger. And I am a person who hates the like traditional whenever men are bonding in a non-toxic way that people are like mm, that's gay or whatever but like they're sh they're literally sharing a bed together and told you to get on the floor so they could share a bed together there's something else going on uh, who cares if he's a guest like why no you this is something else on a mattress. This is like what this is something else babe uh what exactly i'm not sure but this is something, there is deeper issues that need to be talked about besides the mattress being on the floor. The mattress being on the floor has just confirmed that there's some other things that, there's some other elephants in the room that needs to be discussed. Okay, well, were they a couple like before? I don't know. I don't know. It, it feels like there's some euphoria type stuff going on. Um, let Carl and your husband go live their best life. Like, yeah, that's not at this point, like, you ain't never had to Whatever. Like, even before that, it's just, that's just, that's just icing on the cake. 
yeah yeah no I don't I don't see any way that anybody would feel like it's okay to tell them like your spouse to go sleep on the floor and this, <laughs> while you and your friends share it but I just I don't there's no way for me to make sense of that unless there's something else going on between Carl and your husband then you just let her go anyways like he's okay with that but if carl just got up and left like would he be chasing him you know what i mean like why why aren't you chasing your wife and apologizing to her instead of making her feel like a bad person but even carl like okay so i just want to throw this out here this is my own personal rule other people y'all don't have to follow it but this is my own personal rule beware of those friends that are willing to get you in trouble with your long-term partner over some bs I don't trust those type of people. Like Carl, as your friend, you should have been like, yo, this is gonna cause an issue in the marriage. I do not want to press that line. Um, and he didn't. <laughs> it seems like she's saying that when Carl came back, Carl told her, you made a non-issue out of it. And you gotta- You gotta watch out for people like that. I would never hype up an issue between y'all say something give your opinion to him because yeah because you're my friend I love you and you love them and they make you happy regardless of how I feel about them I'm not going to add to y'all issues out of my respect for you as a friend Mm -hmm. so there's a whole bunch of messiness going on here I have nothing to say about the bed issue my issue is baby girl there's there's an elephant in the room and y'all talking about the stick. Y'all need to talk about that damn elephant. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Like, I really don't have anything else to say about it, but <laughs> I agree. It's just too much going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, Nick, you got the next one? That's all we have for that one, by yeah. the way. Like, there's no... <laughs> we got sideswiped by some other stuff going on in, in that, that story. It, we, we, we couldn't even really answer the question. It's not yeah. about if you're... A, <laughs> right. It's not about if you're the asshole. It's about this elephant in the room that nobody has brought up once in this story. Uh, I feel like needs to be brought up. Mm-hmm. All right, Nick, you got the next one? Yes. The topic is how does someone find a career path? I'm really struggling to figure out what job I want in the future. I am in the university at the moment, but hate it. I really cannot envision myself being a successful person in any field because there aren't any jobs that appeal to me or have major drawbacks. Does anyone who was in a similar situation have any advice? Might help me and others feeling the same way. Thanks. First of all, he's already in university. So I kind of feel like he should stop. <laughs> like you should, you should still be in college right now. Like you're wasting money. Like, I, like Nick, Nick stopped and says, "So have you heard of Kanye West? He has this album called The Dropout. I want you to just just meditate on that for a minute. <laughs> Please, because you're gonna be in so much debt for nothing. Yeah. Like we have to figure out which like. Like you say, I think we talked about before how to say like you can go to college right after high school. That's not really the time. It's you're still so young, you don't really know what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to try to encourage my kids. To, I don't know. I just I just feel first of all he could he should stop for a second. Yeah, just take some time, take a year off to think, but don't take a year off to just not do anything. Take a year or six months to think. 
Like, let's figure out what you really want, what that looks like to you, what makes you happy. Learn more about yourself. But staying in college and not knowing what you, even if you do general ed, you're still wasting time. If if college, if the college route is not for you, what if the trade route is for you? You waste a lot of money. Yeah, but I, so here's my only issue with that logic is I agree with that. And I, I definitely agree. Like, yo, don't go to university. My thing is go to community college where it's going to cost yeah. you $800 for a semester. Yeah. Yeah. But the only thing is because like for some people, you can't afford to just take a year off. Like if I take a year off, I'm working and I'm working so much to pay bills that I don't have time to explore myself and explore, how, you know? So I yeah. tried to take a, I did take a year off before I went to, I went to Kentucky State for two years and I took a year and then I went back. But I was working so much. I said, this, I realized in that time that working at a factory was yeah. Um, so you will learn. <laughs> I did learn about myself. I was like, this isn't for me. It's not for everybody. It was just not for me. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I had to do what I had to do to get back into school and figure mm-hmm. that out. Um, mm-hmm. But like you said, sometimes you don't have the chance to learn about yourself because you you have to work. Yeah. But even with that, yours wasn't so much that you took, like you did some soul searching and then you were like, yeah and you're like oh this is what I love you had to work so much that you're like I don't yeah. like this yeah. <laughs> I just know I don't want to do this yeah that's true. that's true yeah no in the ideal world I do think if you have the money and the ability and the support from family definitely take a year off use connections family connections connections with friends utilize your counselor see if there's apprenticeships in different fields that you like and things like that if you have the opportunity if you do not i just recommend going the cheapest route go to your local community college that way you can get your general ed out but also they have other classes there that you can explore so while you're doing that if you know you're artsy take a pottery class you know while you're doing that and you know your dramatic sign up for theater like you know you can do those little things on the side to kind of lead you to where you're supposed to be or where you want to be and sometimes it none of that matters okay like my dad has three degrees and now he's doing something that has nothing to do with neither of those degrees in his late 60s so sometimes it's just a matter of try and fail there's no there's no guarantee. My biggest thing is just whatever you do, make sure you're still active mm-hmm. because it's really, really hard to stop and then get yourself to start back again after you haven't been active. Whether that active is, I actually am out here doing apprenticeships. I'm learning. I'm talking to folks. I am actually really exploring versus I'm on my couch watching PS3. Yeah. Working at Subway part time. Yeah. Yeah, not thinking about it at all. There's a difference between that and I'm taking a couple courses here and there. So I'm keeping up my study skills, my habits of, okay, I got to go to bed on time and, you know, things like that. Make sure you still keep it active in some way. But if, like Nick said, if you have the ability to definitely take a year off, explore yourself, explore what you think you might know. Also, here's the thing for a lot of careers, unfortunately, especially by time, um, he's already in college but as time goes on like especially by the time my daughter I think is going to be like working I think you're going to need like a master's you're going to need like you know and your bachelor's is almost going to be like a high school diploma and one of those things about master's is like I can't tell you how many people I went to school with where they're you know they were going to school to be a social worker to be a therapist and their bachelor's was in accounting 
their bachelor's was in basket weaving or whatever. Like it had nothing to do. Mm-hmm. And they were still able to go on, go to grad school, graduate and become therapists. So that's also something you can keep in mind is that if you change your mind down the road, you can. If you decide you hate accounting after being an accountant for four years after you graduate, it's fine. You can definitely, one, there's a lot of times they'll let you, a lot of skills are transferable and you can, I have, I have worked with people in the field. Um, one of my professors used to be a uh, acrobat for a circus. And now he owns a private practice and was a professor. Like you can change your course anytime. So also understand that. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. You can change the course. And I think I've talked about this before. I had Ashley on for our bonus episode for National Social Workers Month. And in that episode, Ashley talked about how she changed her major in her senior year. She changed her major and decided that she she was going to school. I think she told me accounting. And then in her fourth year, her last year of college, she was like, you know what? I'm going to be a social worker. Mm-hmm. And she's a How long did she have to go to school? Uh, I don't remember. You, mm-hmm. you, you got to listen to the episode. I don't remember. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, you can change. Like, there's nothing said, so you can always change your mind. My best advice is if you're really like, I'm not passionate about anything, but I need to make money, go with what you're good at then. And then try to cultivate and find your passion in between time. Don't give up on your passion. That's not what I'm saying. Always keep that burning. Always figure it out. Because even when you're good at something, if you hate it, even if you make a lot of money doing it, over time, like that will eat you alive. And so keep that passion. Keep trying to figure out what your passion are. Do different things. Take, you know, you always have filler classes. Take some filler classes and things you think you'll actually be interested in. And then just kind of like let that follow. You took a class of psychology and you're like, eh, that's not really for me. Cool. Next time, let's try criminal justice. Next time, let's try graphic design. You know, next time, let's try communications. Just keep. Yeah. All righty. I have the next one. I think all of mine are kind of long. <laughs> this is another Am I the Asshole question. And the question goes, I, 17-year-old female, have been living with my father, 45 male, and his girlfriend of two years, 33 female, and her daughter, 13 female, for a couple of months now while my mom is visiting my sick grandfather in Sweden. I've only ever stayed at my dad's on the weekends, so it's been hard getting used to living with him, his girlfriend, and her kid full-time. The kid is super whiny, pretty spoiled because girlfriend dotes on her, so I usually just stay in my room. Today, girlfriend was taking her daughter on a special outing because she passed the math test and dad suggested I go with him for a girl's day out. I wanted to say no, but I knew that he wanted me to go to get to know his girlfriend, his girlfriend's daughter better. So I agreed. He gave his girlfriend $300 to spend during the outing. We spent the day going in and out of stores the girlfriend's daughter liked in the mall complex. Girlfriend ended up buying her a shit ton of clothes, makeup, and other stuff I don't remember. On our way back home, girlfriend stopped at the Starbucks because daughter wanted a drink and some cake pops. She ordered a drink for her and her daughter and two cake pops. I asked her if I could get something. She said she ran out of money and she'd get me something next time. When they got their order, I asked if I could have one of the cake pops. The girlfriend said that it was her daughter's treat for hard work and it would be wrong for me to take one since I didn't do anything that deserved being rewarded. I'm not going to lie, I was pretty upset. When we got back home, my dad saw their drinks and asked where mine was. I told him that I wasn't allowed to get one because I don't deserve it. 
His girlfriend got upset and said I was twisting her words and the daughter just said I was being greedy and jealous of her. I know I'm not entitled to drink or a cake pot, but I also don't think it's wrong to be a little annoyed. Am I the asshole? Not at all. I, something I have noticed, at least across the people I have personally known in my life or came across in my life is men tend not to be very great at blending their families. Um, you know, we all have heard of the whole like dynamic of like a dad leaving a family, his family, and then starting to go to a whole new family and then forgetting about his old family. Um, I feel like that's something common that everybody has heard of before. And I, I really, really hate this. When you have kids, you have to work to make it feel like a home for everybody. If you're dating somebody with a kid, guess what? If you don't like treating them like your own, eh, you need to not date a person with a kid. You don't need to at all. Yeah, this was incredibly selfish on the girlfriend's part. And um, yeah, baby girl, you're not the asshole. Like this, this was a very, very $300. <laughs> I could have get nothing. Get you some. Yeah. And why do I have to go? I'm not getting nothing. What's my yeah. time? Energy. Yeah, but also like on the father's part, it doesn't matter if she is saying like, oh no, she's twisting my words. Oh no, she's just jealous, blah, blah, blah. Why did my baby come back home without anything to eat, any shopping bags, but y'all did? Even if she, even if she did say that, you see clearly Mm -hmm. I got nothing. Clearly. With your money. Clear as day. And it's something that on both sides, I don't get me wrong. I've definitely seen women do this as well. You know, they get a boyfriend um, and then they're too busy trying to play stepmom to the new kid that they forget about their own kids. Trying to build up some like fairy tale of like, oh, see, this is marry me, pick me, pick me. Look how amazing I could be. And it's just, you can't do that to get kids remember these type of things. Okay, this is this is how abandonment issues start. <laughs> like this is one of the ways those things happen. Making your kid feel like you forgot about them. Like we, I am lesser than your new family. I feel like maybe the dad had a good notion in mind. He was like, oh, all the girls go spend time. I'll give you girls money. He didn't know that was possibly how his girlfriend, I guess, was going to act. But like, these are the kind of things you need to vent before you move in with people. Like, hey, how do you get along with my kids? How do my kids get along with you? And look, and that's not to say sometimes people just don't have horrible kids or horrible partners. Like, that's also a thing. Sometimes Yo, ex, it's crazy. <laughs> like, it's it's gonna be a headache for everybody. And as long as as long as that person know what they signing up for, please let them know. But with all that said, like you 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 really have to work on trying to make everybody feel comfortable in a family when you have blended families. And I don't care how old the kid is. As a parent, that is your responsibility to make sure at the end of the day, if y'all like the partner, if they don't like the partner's kid and all this stuff, that they at least feel like they're still a part of the family. Yeah. 
Some of us got whole siblings out here we actually real life don't like. That is fine. But you're still family. And and that should be the same thing, I think, in these type of situations as well. So no, you're not the asshole. It is the adult's responsibility to kind of fix this, the equilibrium in this family. But also heavily, heavily, it is your father's responsibility. It really falls on your dad first. Yeah, to make sure that there is some lines in place of this is how you will treat my daughter and this is how you will not treat my daughter and this is not acceptable yeah like stand up for that like you even like you said earlier it doesn't matter if they say she's supposed to her word she said exactly what the lady said to her it's just like if she has zero items mm-hmm. i as a parent will be pissed super pissed that mm-hmm. you spent all my money and none of it got to my child mm-hmm it should make you feel some type of way. If it doesn't make you feel some type of way, sir, that's a problem. And then it's going to push your daughter away from you. And then if my child told me that her dad did that, I'm like, look, you don't want her around. I mean, that'll make me mad. Girl, like, that's, a whole, that that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, you can come stay with me. I know it's not fun take care of my sick girl, my dad, but we ain't about to be disrespected. That's a, mm, mm, mm. Yeah. You were right to feel offended. And I'll be even more mad that my dad didn't take up for me. Yeah, I think this just goes to like basic, like fundamental how y'all treat me. Mm-hmm. Why am I a sec? Why am I Cinderella? Yeah. Basically. <laughs> what is going on here? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hi, just to be clear, I have never been diagnosed with anxiety and I don't think I have it. Recently, I have been experiencing a lot of feelings of anxiety. It happens most when I am going to sleep because at this time, I have nothing to occupy my mind with. I often rethink my day and obsess over little mistakes I made, such as saying the wrong thing in a conversation or making a mistake in my school work or exam, etc. I try to control it, but it gets uncontrollable and it feels like my life is over resulting in having a lot of trouble sleeping. I have tried meditating and other techniques, but it doesn't help. I have never gotten a panic attack, but my mind starts racing and I get really emotional. Does anyone know how to help? I know it sounds small, but I feel like I am being attacked for every small error I make. I mean, I know she started mixing these thoughts with, I don't have anxiety, but it pretty much sounds like anxiety. She tried meditation and that didn't work. Mm-hmm. Maybe seeing professional, seeking professional help. Because I knew I called it out when I personally was going through stuff. I was like, I have anxiety. When I couldn't sleep for a couple of nights, I just, if you sit there and think about every single thing you did wrong during the day, that's anxiety. And if you can't find the things to cope with it, I think the best thing is to seek professional help to get different coping methods to help you get sleep or. Maybe get medications to help you sleep um, if you need that. But it sounds like diagnosed anxiety. And I, I think the first thing she should do if she has tried other things and is not helping to maybe see if like therapist or should she see a psychiatrist? Well, if you want medication, yeah. If you want medication, you got to go to an MD. But yeah, I agree with you. If you cannot 
afford, you know, if you are American, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't afford healthcare, yeah. can't afford a therapist or medication or a psychiatrist visit. There's a couple different things. A person in a comment for this actually brought up, it sounds like she was having intrusive thoughts. And that's exactly what popped in my head too. Like, oh, this sounds like you're having intrusive thoughts. I have definitely had periods in my life where this is a thing where I just get intrusive thoughts that I cannot shake. Some of the things that I do- Is it nighttime though? Or is it anytime? Anytime. Anytime. And some of the things I do is, so this is gonna sound so silly, but one of the things is I say no or shake my head. I say no out loud verbally or I'll shake my head. So I might be like chilling in my car and my car and like the thought just be like, swerve off the, swerve off this bridge real quick. Like that thought would just randomly come to my mind and it'll be the whole time I'm on the bridge. Hey, you should swerve off this bridge. Hey, you should swerve off this bridge. And I would send like, one of the things that worked for me is just audibly saying out loud, like, nope. And then it's like, it shocks my system. Like I get out of my head and it's like, it gives me back control over my thoughts in my own head. And sometimes if I'm somewhere where I can't do that, I'll like actually like visibly shake my head. And this is actually, yeah. And this is actually a thing. Like this is actually something that they sometimes tell you like, hey, in the meantime, this is like a coping skill you can use to help stop this. One of the other things I do is I just let the thought pass. And then after I let it pass, I go, and then that's not reality. Like I just remind myself like, and that's not reality. And it makes me feel like it has less control. And I notice that I'll start calming down and I'll happen less and less and less. But again, this is something that I have had since I was like a kid. And like, I'll, yeah, I'll have it happen for like three weeks. I'll do that. I'll use those mechanisms and then it'll just like go away. And then I won't have that happen again, sometimes for like years and usually like a couple months to like a year. I guess you learned ways to deal with it or cope with it. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it's kind of new to her. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just finding ways to get through it. Like you said, some people in America, including me, like even my insurance, a lot of therapists don't take my insurance and they're talking about uh, private pay. I don't have a private pay to do. So let me explain this. The reason why a lot of therapists are, because I recently got lead position, guys. But one of the things I found out in my training, I had to train with a person who did billing and intake, kind of one of those like, you know, kind of know a little bit of everybody's job, just in case. And one of the things I found out is that the reason why so many therapists are no longer taking insurances or uh, if there's a particular insurance, you're like, nobody seems to take my insurance it's because your insurance is trash when it comes to mental health so in my training they actually went over the names of some insurances and the girl was just telling me all the tea she was like oh no they take forever to pay she was going over like this particular insurance was paying then randomly decided they weren't going to pay anymore but didn't tell like us or the the person that they weren't paying so they were like backdrafting like months worth of payment but it's a constant thing so like on our side we'll be doing the billing and sometimes we'll like send it on and we'll get like error messages and then you'll read and i'm like oh this is why and you're like that's not a thing and you'll do it again and you'll do it again and then it'll just keep sending back saying no error so we're not going to pay 
And so then we have to call them and then you're on the call for like an hour before somebody, like it's a whole thing for them to pay. So if you're like, dang, I have insurance for therapy, but none of therapists take it. It's probably because your insurance is one of those insurances that are pulling those with people. And then just in general, therapists hate dealing with in in private practice. Uh, If you go on these big agencies, you know, they have a 10 person billing department, you know, so they don't mind, like that's what they do. But in private practice, usually what happens is you have a couple of therapists, you have an owner, you have a billing person, you might have another admin person and they're all handling different things anyway, but like, it's very exhausting to have one person trying to hunt down 150 claims. So that is why you're getting a lot of therapists that are going to just straight pay because these insurance companies don't want to pay us. Like they are fighting not today. Yeah. It is, yeah. It just makes it harder. Like it's that's the reason. Like, why do we have to have insurance we're not gonna do what we're not supposed to do? And we pay you money for this crap. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, different coping skills that you can learn to try to get out of that. Usually when I hear meditation doesn't work, it's usually because the person struggles to quiet their mind. Mm which goes back to that you first have to get that that coping under control and i think once you find a coping skill for you that works at least a little bit then meditation would be a really good source with keeping it out yeah trust me i am in a very anxious point in my life (laughs) i very much would like to be done with this stage and i very much would like um to just have direction right now (laughs) so i am constantly i am just like oh teetering with anxiety all the time but like one of the things I've been doing is waking up and then I meditate and then literally because I am working from home most days I am able to take a break when I feel anxious and I will literally go sit on the couch sit on the bed sit on the patio and meditate do a guided meditation to help me kind of calm down for a second and then I'll yeah and then once I'm back to like okay I'm back to self I feel grounded I feel feel back in my body okay how can we handle this then I'm able to get through the rest of the day and I've also been doing it before I go to sleep as well which has been making my dreams all type of trippy all the fun I have been having in my dreams as of late (laughs) (laughs) so that is one thing to kind of be aware of that can get kind of trippy y'all but (laughs) once you have kind of got to that part you're like okay I can now balance my mind being quiet for a second. Try it. There is a reason why all these therapists, all of these mental health professionals are like really champion meditation right now. It might take a minute to get the hang of it, but once you get the knack, I promise you, you can do some real, real, real changing work with it. Like it, it really is a game changer. to my last question this is another am i the asshole question the title is am i the asshole for asking my husband's friend to tell his wife to stop trying to visit my husband when she thinks i'm not there my husband (laughs) girl my husband's primary residence is in italy mine is in the uk on one of my trips to italy his housekeeper told me that the wife of my husband friend kept trying to visit him while i wasn't there She said she came over every single day, even though most days he wasn't even home or was working from home, so he didn't even say hello to her. 
We went out together as a group, so I brought it up to her when it was just the two of us and asked her to stop. I told her, my husband doesn't like being disturbed while he works, so she should really arrange something instead of just turning up. She waved me off and acted like it was no big deal. I asked her several more times to stop, but she continued to do it the minute I was back in the UK every single time. In the end, I was so fed up, I contacted her husband and asked him to tell his wife to stop. He was not aware this was going on and said that he would speak to her. His wife is now angry at me and is claiming I'm implying things about the type of woman she is. She also said I was treating her like her husband's property and I was pathetic for telling him instead of just admitting she made me feel insecure. My husband is mostly indifferent, but also told me I had to cause chaos in their friendship group as everybody knows what's going on and it's causing a lot of gossip. Am I the asshole? What is with y'all husbands? What is with y'all husbands? Before I get to the question, like, yo, you cannot be my husband if we're not about to be in unity together. Mm-hmm. Somebody disrespect me, that means they disrespected us as a unit. You are my team player. Me and you are on the same team, coach. Mm-hmm. Ain't she no. Even, yeah, she shouldn't have to tell the other husband. My husband should be like, girl, stop coming over here. <laughs> that as well but i'm like this is like the second time where it's like some friends get into it and the husbands are like you caused this drama sir we are a freaking unit get on cue get on cue Mm -hmm. they say oh your wife started drama first of all my wife and me are a team it sounds like you're saying we are drama and we don't need to deal with this my wife is it like you're you're my teammate you're on my side okay right even <laughs> look even if i'm on the wrong you tell me in private i'm in the wrong mm-hmm. you don't join in with others to be like yeah she in the wrong no sir but you moving as a unit right if you if you the sun i'm the moon okay we run this shit okay the earth doesn't have night and day without us okay <laughs> all right let me address the question are you the asshole no (laughs) you're not the fact that you pull her aside to try to not make it a thing that the whole group had to know you did right you pulled her aside and you were like hey i'm not gonna make this thing between me and you leave my husband the hell alone and you kept waving me off and still doing it anyway for you to say that oh i'm implying something Mm, no you're doing something i have asked you to stop your husband does not know about this so if you feel like I am trying to make you seem a certain type of way, maybe you should think why you seem that type of way. What actions are you doing to make you seem that type of way? That is, yeah. But I also, I really, really, I really hate when people automatically go, because you're jealous, because you're insecure. I feel like, yes, people get jealous, people get insecure, but I feel like at least 70% of the time when someone says this, it's like a projection. Mm-hmm. Like it's the person that's actually saying it that's jealous or insecure. Yeah, they're not telling you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, if it wasn't that big of a deal when she said, you know, this makes me feel some type of way, you should apologize and keep it moving. And that's there is no reason for that. There is no reasons for that. When it comes to people's spouses, you have to move differently. You have to, you, 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 you have a spouse. Okay. I'm not calling you after certain hours. I am not 
putting myself in situations that will make your spouse seem feel suspicious about whatever the hell you're doing with me mm-hmm. um i yeah you i just no she is definitely in the wrong she knows she's in the wrong there's drama among the friend group not because of you but because she's messy yeah. what did she want to why, why is she every day like it's to the point that the maid felt like yo i need to give you a heads up because i I feel like you know this girl like that's it's to that point no it's not you she's she's a messy individual Mm -hmm. you're not an asshole she is and your husband is a coward oh we're gonna talk about husbands what if because you know okay yeah you should have said he should have said something already and she should apologize and not continue to do it again but you're not an asshole in any way mm-hmm. that's all I have to say about that one <laughs> <laughs> alright Nick you got the final one okay I was best friends with someone and we fell in love he was married and the affair went on for a number of months and we planned a life together in the end, we told his wife, and she was unexpectedly very forgiving. And after a lot of back and forth, he chose her. He said he was in love with both of us, but couldn't leave her. It is 10 months after she took him back, and he is still contacting me, saying he misses me and that he wants me to know he loves me. Everywhere I turn, he's there, and I just can't do it anymore. I love him so much, and I want to be with him. But I have accepted that he can never ha- that that can never happen, and the fact that he keeps on contacting me is making me so depressed and unable to move on. Every time I think will be the last, but then something else always happens. It feels like he is doing this because he knows his wife won't find out, and therefore the only way out stopping it is to tell her what's been going on, so she can make sure he doesn't contact me. Is it awful of me to tell her? Uh, mm. No, mm. I mean it's not awful of you to tell her, but now with the intention of getting him back yourself, you could easily just block him. You don't even need to girl. Be, girl. You don't even need to be accepting stuff, accepting this from him. But she should know both of y'all should leave him, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> if she already forgave him once, she might forgive him another time. Um, it it is kind of messy to. I mean, I don't know. It's not offer for you to tell him, but now with the attention so you can have him back. So she could just know that something he's continued to do. But you mm-hmm. as the first, the first thing she should have been done is when he chose her to block him, leave him alone. That's not your best friend anymore. That's not your lover anymore. He chose her. That's what it is. She forgave him. You block him. Like, that's it. But that's as simple for me, I guess. But I can't do side marriage but I don't feel it's offer for her to tell her but it just depends on if she's doing it so she can have them and then it's yeah. just, you're just kind of name call but that ain't right <laughs> yeah I mean it really sounds like he's trying to have his cake and eat it too she's allowing it though yeah like I guess. like he came clean to his wife his wife was like okay I forgive you 
and he's like okay wife I'm choosing you she's thinking this thing is over you are someone who has always known that he had a wife and at one time he was down with it now not only that he has openly chose his wife in front of you and that you allow him to still contact you and now he is laying it on extra thick and you are still allowing him to contact you and it says every time I think will be the last but then something always happens so you are still allowing him to sleep with you you're still allowing him to have access to your emotions and here's the thing because people seem to feel like women will use you for your emotions a man will use you for your body these men will out here use you for your emotions too okay (laughs) they they will also keep somebody around just for their ego just to make them feel like they still got it um this person he has already made it clear to you what his choice is if you do not want to be his side piece you need to block him on everything and move and just move on with your life don't respond to him don't oh this is the last time if you really feel like you can't resist him then you need to go ahead and just block him from everything and go on about your life because it really comes off especially since you're letting me know that like you're still sleeping with him or you're still interacting with him because she says every time I think that this will be our last but then something always happens it feels like he's doing this because he knows his wife won't find out so to me it kind of sounds like she's hinting like we're still sleeping together and her at the end saying it seems like he keeps doing this because he knows his wife won't find out therefore the only way of stopping is if I tell her no another way to stop it is you, you cannot sleep with a married man this is not a situation of I didn't know he wasn't honest with me I thought this was going on blah 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 like no this is a situation you knew fully well you said this is your best friend you was probably at the wedding that he had this person he decided to make this choice um so at this point like if you don't want to be his side piece then you have to do the blocking I think it's unnecessary to contact the wife because from what I've read it sounds like you're wanting to hurt her now does the wife who deserve to know yes but here's the thing there are some women who would rather you not tell them and there are someone who want to know i don't know which one she is i can't give you advice based on who i am but i don't know who, which one she is but because your question reads very hurt to me it sounds like you want to let her know really to hurt her hoping that if she knows yeah like if she knows maybe she'll leave and he'll be mine because she straight up says He's only doing this because he knows his wife won't find out. Which to oh, me is, yep. So this, to me, that's one of those Freudian slip type things of like, so if I let her find out, then maybe he has to choose again. And maybe this time he'll choose me since he obviously can't leave me alone. No, it just sounds like this is a selfish man that wants his cake and to eat it yeah. too. His wife has boundaries and rules. That's why he's hiding it from her. See, this is the thing. I really hate this. There's this like whole idea of, you know, he tells me the truth because he loves me while he lies to you. No, he tells you the truth because you accept it. You accept whatever he's taking. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the reason why. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not he lies to her because he loves her. He lies to her because he's selfish and he's immature. He lacks emotional accountability. That's why he lies. But the whole, oh, he tells me the truth because he loves me. No, baby, that's not what's happening here. What's happening here is he wants to be able at the end of the day. It's like these men that be 
you know, uh, let's, let's exclusively date, but we ain't boyfriend and girlfriend. They use that card. So the moment they get caught doing something they don't need to do, they can say, you ain't my girl though. You knew what it was, but you knew you wasn't my girl. You, it's one of those, it's loopholes to emotional contracts. That's all that is. (laughs) Um, that's all that is like, no, if you really don't want to be with him, you don't, you can't take the pain. You don't want to be his side chick. You only want to be the missus. You need to leave because it doesn't sound like he wants to make you the missus. At all, yeah. Because the fa- fact of the matter is he had an option to leave at one point and he still did not choose you. And I'm not saying that to rub that in. I'm saying that because I want you to get clarity on the situation. Do you believe you deserve more? If you believe you deserve more, then you have to end this so you can get more because he has made it clear that he's not going to give you more. And that's not fair to anybody. That's not fair to you. That's not fair to his wife. The only, and it's not fair to him. It's something that he should not have. (laughs) You are letting him have as he basks in his triflingness. Getting both of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I want him to have both of these and you're not being fulfilled at all. So it's just like, let's just block him. Yeah, on the other hand, you might be like, I, I really, I just want him more than anything. Then that's fine too for you and your lifestyle. Who am I to judge? Um, but then understand that what your position is and then play that position. Mm-hmm. I agree. If that's the position you want to play, that's fine. But then actually play that position. You're going to get yourself in trouble when you agree that, oh, well, no, I love him more. I don't care if he's taken or not. I'm going to stay. Cool, cool, cool. Then act like a chick who don't care who's going to stay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like that. I'm just, I don't agree with that role in society. But if that's what chick going to do, who am I to stop you? Hopefully, baby girl, wife, and got some serious ancestors that's gonna mess with you. That's what you need to be worried about, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sage down every day, <laughs> do a spiritual bath, and get all the crystals you can. And I wish you the best, girl. I wish you the best. Yeah, I was saying that if she's going, if she's trying to reach out to her to mm-hmm. let her know so she can have a back, it's no reason for her to do that. She just need to block him. Yeah, keep him moving. Yeah. Like she has the right to know, but if it's only so you can have him back, maybe he's not picking you. He's not. So let's just go. Like, no. And here's the thing with guys like this, I guarantee there's somebody else. The wife is going to find yes. it out because there's somebody yes. else and he's probably very sloppy about it. Mm-hmm. He's probably mm-hmm. very sloppy about it. She is going to find out. Um, but yeah, there's no reason for you. It really just seemed like you want to be the one to hurt her and let her know that, haha, he didn't really choose you. Yeah. yeah. And then all that with a sided dose of, and then now you can leave him and I can have him. And the truth of the matter is he doesn't really sound like anybody worth either one of y'all really needing no. to have. No, not at all. He's happy that he's like, it's nothing good about him. That's my uh, resolution. Lock him and keep moving. <laughs> hmm so guys this has been our episode for this week's our questions nobody asked us hopefully you guys enjoy as always follow us on she wolf alchemy we'll have a new episode for you guys every thursday don't forget to like review and share the podcast with family and friends maybe not family 
they might they might judge you share it with friends though <laughs> your crew should they, they should be on the same way other than that guys mm-hmm. bye bye